0: This is Express FM.
1: Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey.
0: That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in?
1: Unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think
2: there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long, and there's no guarantee. But you know, there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion.
1: Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for people. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour one team that stands out that's historic that's had great success that has a fan base
3: that is amazingly passionate match day number two is just around the corner and the blues will be looking to build upon the point they picked up at hillsborough on the opening weekend of the season it's got out of play
0: and there's not going
3: to be a corner or goal kick because that is the end of the game.
0: And what a pulsating opening day of football in League One here
3: at Hillsborough. It's finished Sheffield Wednesday three, Portsmouth three, Although Pompey had found themselves behind at the break, a rejuvenated side took to the field in the second half to turn the game on its head and claim a 3-2 lead. Before Fasayu Delhi, Bashiru rescued a goal back for Sheffield Wednesday with both teams sharing the spoils after the full-time whistle. One of the Blues' many new signings, Joe Rafferty, speaks to Express event tonight to preview tomorrow's visit of Lincoln City as well as share his
4: thoughts on last Saturday's crazy stalemate. Looking back, you think, oh, because we have won it, but listen, we're not here to dwell on past games and stuff. Football's a quick game and it moves on week to week and that stuff.
3: We will also this evening hear from Blues head coach Danny Cowley, who discusses what his side have been doing in the build-up to the next game.
5: It's been good to have this week, and yeah, we've been able to make some good steps in the right direction, which hopefully we'll see the benefits of come Saturday.
3: And as always, Pompey fans tuning in around the world this evening, we are very interested in hearing what you've got to say too. Who do you think will be lining up against Lincoln City tomorrow? What do you predict the final score to be? And why do you believe it is important for the Blues to make fraternities? Park a fortress again this season. Get in touch before seven o'clock. It's eight one four hundred on the text. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, use at expressfm on Twitter, or find us on Facebook, facebook Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I thank you for tuning in tonight to the best hour of the week. It is the eve of another match day for Portsmouth, and we are just twenty one hours away from the first home match of the new campaign. We've got the latest blues news and a look ahead to tomorrow's visit of Lincoln right here here on 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour.
1: This is the Football Hour,
3: 93.7 Express FM. That's right. It is Friday night and time for another installment of the football Hour, brought to you as ever by our friends over at Stagecoach South. Haven't downloaded the app yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Search for Stagecoach on either the Apple app or Google Play Store now and you've got it. When you've got it, you can view two of the second updates on the timetables in your area and you can find your nearest bus stop as well. Well, this evening I'm joined alongside two more Blues fans to preview the next Pompey game. Danny Cowley's side are in action at Fratton Park tomorrow Afternoon, for the first time this season, they take on Lincoln City, who finished seventeenth place in the division last time out. We'll hear more about tonight, uh, tomorrow's opposition, a little later in this evening show. We hear from Danny Cowley and Joe Rafferty. They both spoke to Matt Drabble at the training ground yesterday afternoon. But first, before we welcome in my guests and before we hear all of the jam-packed content we've got coming up before seven o'clock, let's remind ourselves of what happened during the first game of the season.
1: Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's
0: This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. And a happy new season to you at home. We're underway. The ball is high in the centre of the field. Won by Jacobs, who has gone out to the left-hand side immediately. Sheffield Wednesday with possession. They're a bit sloppy with it. Bishop can't win it. And Wednesday played out to this near left-hand side. Wednesday could be in behind. And there's a good chance for Windas. Windas has got loads of options. Can he find one? He's taken all down. Too many options. What can he do here? Pack. He's trying to drive to the dead ball line. Can he get the cross in? I think he can. Header is going to go into the net, and to them equalised. Connor Ogilvie. Bashiru's got it, 30 yards out, hits it, and he scores! Beats Griffiths, away down to his right-hand side, and Fisheu-Delhi Bashiru ensures that Portsmouth led for less than two minutes, drilled into the bottom corner. Sheffield Wednesday 2, Portsmouth 1. Tigger, not a great first touch, he's got it on the right, he's got only Bishop to aim for. Bishop's Charles, Bishop's header off, off, the bar, he's got to go! I'm one of them, challenge comes in to Piggott, ticket to look for Bishop, Bishop, 3-2 Portsmouth, there's no question who scored that one, it's Colby Bishop, a debut to remember, an emphatic header, and Pompey have turned this game around, Shepherd Wednesday 2, Portsmouth 3. And it comes from Bannon to the wards the penalty spot, header is 1, loose in the box, Delhi Bashiru scores! Around Hillsborough as Curtis turns a terrible cross. Oh no, Raggett might keep it in. It's gone out of play. And there's not going to be a corner or goal kick. Because that is the end of the game. And what a pulsating opening day of football in League One here at Hillsborough. It's finished Sheffield Wednesday three, Portsmouth three. Every second of the action is right
3: here.
1: Pompey Live on Express FM
3: with Aquacars. There you are then, a relive of last Saturday's phenomenal 3 all draw between Pompey and Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, the very first game of a brand new League One season, which leaves Pompey in... 8th position just two points off the playoffs isn't that nice to hear with 45 games remaining i'm not going to go through the whole table we did that on monday and quite frankly it's too early to actually matter anyway what i'm going to do though is welcome on my two guests for tonight's uh conversation because they've been waiting very patiently to be able to get their thoughts across first and foremost very good evening welcome to the studio dean adams
6: evening jake how are you doing
3: yeah not too bad thank you it's been a it's been a long week, but it's been an, an exciting one. And the reason for that, Dean, Fratton Park is absolutely back Absolutely buzzing tomorrow.
6: Yeah. That'd be, uh, you know what Pompey's like. like, you never know, do you? But absolutely buzzing, the signings we've made, the start we've made, so this could be good tomorrow.
3: It could be, and I think the most exciting thing, Dean, as you mentioned, uh, you know, it's always exciting to, to have your first home game of the season. But with the work that has been done to the South Stand and North Stand, the Fratton Park renovation over the course of some of the new signings you mentioned, although a point last week, it's not a win, but it's certainly created that aura of optimism around the fan base, and I think you can tell why people are excited for this
6: one. Yeah, I, I said to you off air earlier that tomorrow i'm more excited about tomorrow than i have been in probably the last two or three years so uh two sides of it tomorrow i haven't seen the ground yet so it'd be good to see the ground uh, with my own eyes and the new players so all in all tomorrow i'm hoping it's a good day do you actually want to reveal what you actually said (laughs) no not at all no
3: okay i'll leave that i'll leave that (laughs) for another time and uh joining us over the powers of the internet this evening as well very delighted to to welcome on joining us from ireland it is robbie fay robbie how are we doing my friend
7: good guys good to be back on again for another season full of optimism I'm very jealous though now when you're discussing heading to, <laughs> head to Fratton tomorrow i wish i was doing it myself but hopefully i'll be over next month now to take in a couple of games so i'm looking forward
2: to that oh,
3: lovely yeah absolutely um yeah great to have you on the show robbie um what have what your thoughts been across the the pre-season build-up to the campaign then we are we are into the campaign of course with that draw at sheffield wednesday last weekend but what are your expectations for the blues this season based upon what you've seen so far
7: well, based upon uh, last week's game at uh, Hillsborough, absolutely uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of goals. Uh, hopefully we can tighten it up at, at the back, but I'm sure that will come with minutes on the pitch. Like It was hard to know what to expect coming in because you've got 10 players coming out, you've got nine players coming in. Now there was you know a lot of hype with uh, a couple of the signings coming in. Like I was delighted to see Marlon Pack coming back. I, I knew he'd bring something that we'd been missing from central midfield. But just in the attacking options, like Dane Scarlett coming in, very exciting young player. Uh, Colby Bishop seen a lot of him in Accrington, knew he'd lead the line very well. Proved that last weekend. So, you know, it's not like me, you know, but I'm very, I'm full of optimism going into this season. I really hope that this could be the year that we could really take a step forward and cement ourselves in the top three, good and early. Life.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and an optimism there is surrounding uh, the city at the moment, Dean, and indeed overseas uh, with our fans over in Ireland and across the world as well unfortunately with optimism comes expectation and with expectation hmm. comes disappointment if you don't deliver so do you feel that there is uh, perhaps a little bit more it's, pressure on the, on the Cowley shoulders this season because I, of that?
6: I think there is pressure on his shoulders whatever uh, he's he's had a couple of years there and I think there is pressure in a club like Portsmouth uh, and he, he needs to do well this year and the team needs to do well or certainly better than last year but you, you look at last year we've the the second half of last season we were superb you look at the games at uh, home against like Rotherham and Wigan if we can carry on that momentum into this season which we have done with the the point of Sheffield Wednesday then it it is going to be an exciting season that's for sure
3: it should be indeed um, Robbie with the signings that have been made of course Colby Bishop Joe Piggott uh, Marlon Pack as well probably being the three sort of standout signings from, from that Dane Scarlet of course the arrival from, from Tottenham Hotspur and loan until the end of the campaign do you think Pompey have got the kind of squad that is capable of competing not only for the top six this season but dare I say it may be from top two
7: definitely yeah definitely like I feel like we, we've made key additions in areas where last season where we were lacking a bit of depth like you mentioned Joe Piggott there. I actually thought he was older than he was. He's just 28 because, you know, he's been around the block a bit. But I was looking back at the, the his last couple of seasons. You know, he had that season where he scored 20 goals at Wimbledon. Mm. Obviously, it didn't work out at Ipswich. And, you know, possibly because of the, the Marcus Harness deal and how it worked out, people might judge him a bit more harshly. But I really feel... He'll give us another great option. You could see it there last weekend, just the way he dropped into a little bit of space. It compliments Kobe Bishop leading the line up top. And again, defensively, like I think Michael Morrison, you know, a bit of under-the-radar signing, but he will provide good cover. Like I think Clark Robertson might be back this weekend. Raggett's obviously cemented himself as first choice there. But we have a good deal of flexibility. Like If Denver Hume comes back from his injury, we have Rafferty um, and the young lad from Arsenal, Swanson, who came in at right back. There's a lot of depth there. I feel like we could be better suited to the the high-octane style the Cowleys like to play and the, the high-intensity games that are
3: going to come to pick them fast this season. Mm. And speaking of the signings, uh, a couple of what we mentioned there, Dean, of course, Colby Bishop and Joe Piggott. Uh, Bishop getting the goal or perhaps even two goals last weekend. I don't think the dubious goals panel's actually given that to him yet. Michael Jacobs still claims that. But in regards to how they played, are you sort of excited? Are you glad to see the sort of partnership that they are already after just one match kind of developing?
6: Yeah, I think there was a lot of concern before the game where people were saying, look, we haven't got any wingers, how are we going to create crosses, how are we going to score some goals? But you look at all three of our goals, all three of them were headers, weren't they? All three of them from crosses, so... uh Do we need wingers? Yes. We need someone to give us that outlet, a bit of pace. Uh, As Danny Cowley said, we need the one-on-one, someone to beat somebody to get those balls in. Uh, We're still lacking, yeah. Do we lack anyone in the defensive areas? Not so sure at the moment. But, yeah, definitely get a winger in get a young winger in as well is what Cowley wants and... Yeah, I think we're we're there or thereabouts at the moment. Yeah.
3: And in terms of that that young winger or another attacking player coming into the club, Robbie, there have been strong rumours over the last 24 to 48 hours regarding the potential loan signing of Blackpool winger owen dale who of course burst onto the football league scene whilst he was at crew alexandra coming through their academy winning the league two title and being promoted up into league one owen dale comes if he does sign for pompey whether that does happen or not we don't know it's not been officially announced yet and i can't imagine if it does get announced tonight he'll be ready for tomorrow's game however owen dale uh, robbie if he does sign for pompey uh, it's, it's another very promising signing
7: it is indeed, John yeah. just as you were saying there, exactly what we need, it's like goals from wide areas. He had, I think, 11 in that season that he had with Crew, and he, he just ha- it gives you that one-on-one dynamism to be able to beat a player and get the ball into the box. We can see we clearly have the aerial prowess this year if we can get the delivery into the box. The thing I'm interested in as well is he predominantly plays off the right, so I'd be interested to see, would that enable Curtis maybe to have more of a free roll or go back to the left-hand side and drift in? So I think he's more... Effective when he's doing that but rather when he's stuck to to playing on one wing or the other like, you know And I think that's something that Danny might be able to to get something a bit more out of Ronan because We all know he kind of slacked off a little bit last season We all thought he was gonna maybe move on there was a few clubs in from and it didn't happen But if Dale comes in as well, it might energize him too So I really hope the club can get it over the line. Maybe not for tomorrow But like we said, it's a long season, so we need strength and depth especially in those kind of winger positions.
3: Yeah, uh, Dean, anything to add in regards to the, sort of the potential signing of Owen Dale and what he can bring to the club? As probably mentioned there, of course, there comes the for, for competition for the likes of Ron Curtis, Michael Jacobs, the depth that it's going to bring to the squad. But in terms of what Owen Dale can bring to the team,
6: he's very similar, I'd say he's very similar to Curtis anyway, that I think he's just got more pace about him, he's a bit more direct and he, he can score goals, he, he can get you 10 goals in this league every season no doubt about that, and he's got that pace to beat the one-on-ones and get those crosses in and you get those crosses in for our centre forwards and this is absolutely quality so we've just got to make sure these players gel quickly because we forget, look at, look at Ipswich last season they spent a lot of money, brought a lot of players in and Ipswich were nowhere last season we've brought a lot of players in and they need to gel quickly so we need to just get behind the team week in week out if we have a bad result let's just get behind them and we need to keep going
3: yeah. Uh, a couple of text tweets and emails coming in early on to the show very, thank you very much to Gavin Jones on the emails it says hi lads I hope you're all well it feels like a very exciting time to be a Pompey fan right now and the mood around the place is incredible I feel we've made some brilliant signings albeit we had to be very patient but the patience seems to have well and truly paid off with the signings of players like Pack, Piggott and Bishop I'm thoroughly looking forward to a day in the beautiful sunshine and back at the footballing church we call Fratton Park I'm hearing that Owen Dale is now a done deal. Uh, Thank you Gavin we won't officially be announced until uh, later on and won't play any part in tomorrow's game uh, due to other issues however he will be eventually a great signing for us and hopefully the perfect replacement for Marcus Harness I'm going for a 3-0 Pompey win tomorrow with goals from Bishop times 2 and Ronan Curtis take care gents and play up Pompey Gavin um, on the emails there I think Dean, you know, the excitement for tomorrow's game of course being that first home game of a new season of the the optimism around the place anyway is a little bit a little bit added to the fact that we're expecting highs of twenty five degrees in the glorious sunshine tomorrow
6: perfect day for football tomorrow isn't it and new ground new players everyone's happy everyone's buzzing uh we saw the club release a new fan zone outside to the to the today for tomorrow so off the field there's definitely strides being made and as a club we just need to get behind everybody and and see how we get on this season but we're definitely squad wise a squad that's up there in the top three or four uh, Sides so in that league.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Robbie. After the break, we'll be hearing from Blues fullback Joe Rafferty, who speaks about his hunger to get a run of games going after a frustrating season at Preston
4: North End. I've wanted this for ages now. I got started football last season, and um, I just can't wait for Saturday, 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 Tuesday, whatever it is. I just can't wait to get the games and get a rhythm going. We'll have more from Dean and Robbie, as well as you guys tuning in back home in just
3: a few moments' time. The football hour will be back on your radios before you know it. This is the football hour,
1: 93.7, Express FM.
0: The new stagecoach, Flexi5. A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com.
1: This is the Football Hour. 93.7 Express FM.
3: Welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Footblower here on Express FM, driven to you this season by Stagecoach across the South. Need to get in and around the city without a fuss? Then download the Stagecoach Bus app, and you can prepay for your tickets on the app, and you can also download the latest timetables as well. Tonight I'm joined alongside Dean Adams and Robbie Fahid to preview Pompey's opening home game of the new league campaign. Lincoln City, are the visitors to. France and park and we'll come on to talk about them in a little bit more detail very very soon we'll also hear from joe rafferty and blues boss danny cowley but first of all welcoming um robbie and dean back into the conversation robbie from all the way across the water and in in the republic of ireland you know looking at this game tomorrow looking at how last saturday's you know the, the turnaround at hillsborough do you think that's had any effect on how the fans and, and and indeed the players alike are sort of taking this game tomorrow do you think that maybe even had Pompey lost that game even had Pompey won that game the sort of build up to tomorrow's game remains the same
7: oh I think they'll, they'll definitely take momentum like I know look we conceded the goal and it ended up a draw from a winning position that's not ideal but I think when we conceded that early goal and it was a very good goal Sheffield Wednesday they scored the way the team came back in they stuck the system that Danny Cowley's clearly been drilling into them over the summer and it paid dividends and I think they'll take a lot of confidence from that and like we've already mentioned the new sign and sitting the ground running and that's exactly what we needed but I think there'll be an extra spring in their step this week and like we've talked about before like a you know a new kind of redeveloped South Stand, Fratton Park, 25 degree heat, sunshine and full house optimism from the fans, like if you're a footballer there's absolutely no place you'd rather be than in that stadium in a Pompey shirt tomorrow afternoon and I really really hope that comes out because you know that, there's a great win here for them and if they can get this win tomorrow I really feel like that will be a great kickstart to the season and we could start with great momentum that we haven't done maybe the last season or even the season before we had a good start but it kind of tailed off so mm. I really feel like the, the way the result panned out the quality of the opposition that was against last week it'll really give them a, a step in their a pep in their step going into the game this week
3: And and Dean as well, a return to Fratton Park. It's set to be the the biggest attendance at PO4 of the entire calendar year due to the renovations that have taken place in the South and the North Stands. But also it's a chance for these new signings, although the majority of them did play in the game against Coventry a fortnight ago at Fratton Park, only 6,000 fans there. So it's a real chance now for these, these new players to really make their proper debut at Fratton Park in front of what will be a sellout crowd.
6: Yeah, you look at people like Colby Bishop and he's he's sort of used to playing in front of two, 3,000 people at home uh, at Akrams and Stanley. I think last week was a good test for him because he started the season off with Portsmouth, a big club. Uh, I don't know what the attendance was last week, but you're looking at probably 30,000, aren't you? Uh, so that sort of bedded him in a little bit. So he would be welcomed to a Fratton Park tomorrow with sort of 19,000 people there close to the pitch. and But it'd be similar to last week for him and he'd be absolutely buzzing off it and that'd be a big pick-me-up for a lot of those new players.
3: Yeah. And a player who uh, featured for a, a small period last Saturday, Robbie, Dane Scarlett, the 18-year-old uh, Loney Winger from Tottenham Hotspur. How much do you expect to see from him this season? Do you think he's going to play more of a part than maybe some expect?
7: I do, yeah. Look, my only concern about Dane will be that it's his first loan move, really. And like you know what young players, sometimes their first loan move involves a lot of adjustments. They're no longer playing with... People their own age, they're playing with older uh, lads, senior pros, they're getting involved in different things week in and week out. And sometimes it can take till their second long move to, to click, like Troy Powder is a good example of that. Didn't work out at Ipswich, played very well for MK Dons. But I think Dane really, really suits the kind of system that we're going to play this season and what Danny Cowley will ask of him. I think if he can just get maybe a confidence boost or maybe nick a, a goal off his shin or something earlier on the season or getting a couple of assists. Like, he's obviously scored plenty of goals at under-18 level for Spurs and internationally as well, the under-19s. So like, I was delighted when we could got this move over the line. Hmm. So I really think that he will become, as the season progresses more and more, he'll start on the bench, he might get 10 minutes here, and minutes there, but I think midway through the season, he could become more of an integral part of the team than we expect at this moment in time, anyway.
3: Yeah. Don't forget, Pompey fans, tuning in back home, if you've got anything to add to what Dean and Robbie are saying this evening, or even if you've got a question of your own, or a score prediction for tomorrow afternoon's match against Lincoln City, please do not hesitate to get in touch with the show before 7 o'clock. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express alternatively you can email sports at you can tweet using at expressfm or you can head on over to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash pompey live however before we come to any more of your interaction on the media channels we're going to hear from blues fullback joe rafferty he spoke to matt drabble at the pompey training ground yesterday afternoon to build up to tomorrow's game against lincoln city
2: Starting with last Saturday, Joe. How, how are you reflecting on that draw with Sheffield Wednesday?
4: Really good, to be honest. I think it was just a brilliant game of football. Like you, you can, you can pick the bones out of it as much as you want. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone in the stadium was, was entertained. Us as players, I went into, I came off the game and I was buzzing. I couldn't wait to get to the next game. So I think it was, it was a, it was a really good game for for everyone involved. Really.
2: Obviously, the side had to drag themselves back in it. But is there any sense that towards the end of that game it could have been more than a point?
4: I think that was the the one little thing um for us we could probably looking back you think oh because we've won it but listen we're not here to dwell on past games and stuff football's a quick game and it moves on week to week and that's that
2: on the training pitch this week you start to feel the group click and gel a bit more
4: yeah definitely i think the, the more time we, we spend together the more we're going to click um, the more we especially a game how sad he was, you know. We we've had to come from behind. We went in front We've probably learned a lot about each other just in that game, to be honest. And the more the more sessions we do with each other, then the more more we'll gel.
2: And specifically for you, you've come into a new back line. Are you, are you seeing those relationships start to develop with the centre backs, you know, either side of you and and Michael Jacobs ahead of you?
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I've, I've obviously got played with Michael Morrison at, at the minute, uh, next next to me, and then Rags is there, and then we've got Clark, Robinson, the captain. Um, you know, and, and yeah, we've got Michael, Michael in front, all Ronan Rowan, or Rico. Um, you know, these relationships are, are getting better and stronger every day. The, the more we train with each other.
2: And Zach Swanson, obviously pushing you for that starting spot, which you were given the nod for on Saturday. Is that helping both of you? Do you think? Definitely.
4: Um, uh, that, that's that's the best way to to help you improve as a player, you know, when, when you're both going at it. Um, you know, I think we, we could both do a job, uh, say, the left-hand side as well, or even in a, in a back three. Um, you know, but I think definitely that's that's how you get the best out, out of each other, is by pushing each other, and um, whoever the manager starts to play on a Saturday, you, you support each other.
2: Lincoln Saturday, a cup game on Tuesday. The fixtures coming thick and fast now. Does it really feel like the season's kicking into rhythm for all of you?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've wanted this for ages now. I got started football last season, and um, I just can't wait for Saturday, 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 Tuesday, whatever it is. I just can't wait to get the games and get a rhythm going.
2: Uh, and what do you expect from Lincoln as an opposition? What you've been working on and training this week?
4: Um, we we've been we've we've watched a, um, a bit of footage today. Um, watched a little bit of them Tuesday. And you know they're, they're, a, they're a really good side. Obviously, at the start of the season, everything's a bit bit up in the air. You don't really know all teams are going to come out. You can kind of gauge it, but you never really know the, the, how they're going to. Um, so yeah, we're expecting a good, strong side, and you know we'll be up for the battle.
2: And your first time in a home shirt at Fratton Park. How special would that be? Uh,
4: I can't wait for it. Uh, I just can't wait to get out there. I don't really know what else to say. I can't wait for it. A big thank you
3: to our very own Matt Drabble for heading down to the Pompeii press conference yesterday afternoon. We'll hear more from him when he caught up with Danny Cowley in the next part of the show. Okay, going to welcome back Dean and Robbie into the conversation. Dean, we just heard from Joe Rafferty there. And and really, are you pleased to hear that although you know he's starved of football he's rare he's ready and he's raring to go after a difficult couple of years at preston north End. it's not good to hear but he's been through that but in terms of what he can now bring to pompey that hunger and that desire to actually kick on and 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 assert himself within the squad
6: yeah it's a new lease of life for him isn't it really he was starved of football last year he's he's experienced he's a good steady player he's moved down south so it's a new lease of life for him so he's going to be great for this club and you you add Zach Swanson in there as well at the start of the season in pre-season when you look at both players I was actually expecting Swanson to start this season but Rafferty was so good in pre-season I I think that's kept Zach out I saw Zach play in the uh, Buckner Regis game away and he was absolutely quality so to have that competition at a right back is, is superb for us and like he said he can play across the back as well
3: Absolutely and uh, refreshing as well perhaps Robbie to hear that uh, as Dean's alluded to there he and Zach Swanson they're relishing in that competition for that right back slot of course Kieran Freeman still at the club as well so a rotation of right backs to be competing for one spot is it refreshing as a fan to hear that we've got the quality in depth rather than just depth we've got quality in depth
7: incredible yeah you, you wouldn't mind either of those two players you know if, if you'd said one was starting over the other you don't really mind and you, you then you have like zach or or joe to come off the bench and just the enthusiasm that you can hear in joe's voice there it's infectious like and when you have players like that coming into the club it lifts the whole mood of the dressing room of the back room staff of everyone and joe he's there now to, to mentor zach while he's here for the year on loan from arsenal and if zach can just take that enthusiasm apply it to his own game and You know, maybe bang on a few of the traits that Joe brings to the game, like we alluded to there, like the steadiness and the defensive uh, being able to play in all different positions like that's just amazing for, for Danny and for the backroom team to have as well to know there's such reliable pros of the club and like I said I just hope it gives everyone a lift and it's just great to hear from a fan's perspective such enthusiasm coming into this great club
3: yeah absolutely uh, and what's also refreshing as you mentioned just a moment ago Dean the fact that they can both play on the left hand side as well which is you know, it's great to hear within itself but when you also realise that you know Connor Ogilvie Danny Carter utilised him at centre back a lot last season as well um, you know he primarily as a left back but can play left back, uh, can play centre back as well he's now the new number 6 so that gives you an indicator but maybe Danny carly has got plans for him more on a central role Denver Hume also the, the, the second sort of established left back at the club he's injured at the moment he's going to miss the start of the campaign no exact return date and when we expect to see him back at the club so to hear that Joe Rafferty and Zach Swanson they can drift across to that side as you mentioned that also must be refreshing to hear as a fan that you've not only got the depth and quality in one position, they can rotate. They are, you know, they're, they're just good in, in different regions of the pitch.
6: You look at it and you hear Danny Cowley say, We still need another centre back. Now, if Hadji Minoga goes out, do we need another centre back? Because you've got Morrison, who's been an absolute quality signing in there. I think uh, we might underestimate that a little bit, or some people have. He's going to be absolutely exceptional at the back for us. With him, Clark, Ogilvy. Robert, uh Ragger. you've got four quality centre-backs there. So the worry maybe is slightly on the left if Denver Hume, he's had a couple of injury problems, hasn't he, since he's been at the club. So Conor Ogrevy is going to be sitting in there. But now you could put Eva Swanson and you could put... Uh, the, uh, Rafferty there I, th- I think that's done at the back I think we're okay at the back and that's that's not just numbers that's quality
4: yeah
3: absolutely okay we'll come on to talk a bit more about Pompey in a few moments time but first we're going to take a little dive into the facts the figures the names and the numbers behind Pompey's next opponent Matchday 2 comes live from Fratton Park and the team are travelling down all the way down from Sinsel Bank Lincoln City Mason Jordan has a closer look into tomorrow afternoon's opponents
8: it was a thrilling start to the new season last weekend as the Blues opened their campaign with a 3-0 draw at Sheffield Wednesday. Next up, home comforts for the Blues for the first time in the 2022-23 season. Pompey Live,
1: this week's opposition.
8: Connor Ogilvie, Michael Jacobs and Colby Bishop were all on the score sheet at Hillsborough in match date number one, with the hosts scoring late on to salvage a point after Pompey themselves had to come from behind to lead. This time out, Fratton Park prepares to welcome its highest crowd of the calendar year. Following pre-season redevelopment, PO4 opens its doors for the visit of Lincoln City. Manager. Irish manager Mark Kennedy is now the man in charge of the Imps, following Michael Appleton's departure and a return to Blackpool at the end of the last campaign. 46-year-old Kennedy, who ran out as a left-sided player for the likes of Liverpool, Manchester City and Wolves, took charge of Lincoln back in May, signing a four-year contract at Sinsel Bank. The former Ipswich Town Academy coach and Birmingham City assistant has only one previous managerial job on his CV, taking charge of just 12 games at Macclesfield in 2020, resigning following the club's points deduction and eventual relegation to the National League. One to watch. Last season's top scorer at Sinsel Bank, Anthony Scully, is our one to watch this weekend. The 23-year-old, who wears the number 11 for the Imps, played the full 90 minutes and was one of the standout performers in the side's league opener against Exeter City last time out. Scully joined Lincoln from West Ham United back in February of 2020, having made 37 appearances for West Ham under-23s, and has since scored 24 goals from 84 competitive appearances. Top scorer club captain Tom Hopper is the current leading scorer with one goal under his belt. The 28-year-old found the back of the net in last week's one-all draw with Exeter City. Hopper had featured for four clubs prior to joining Lincoln in January of 2020, turning pro at Leicester in 2011, having come through their youth ranks before enjoying spells out on loan at Bury and Scunthorpe, joining the latter permanently for three years before moving to Southend United in 2018. Current form. Mark Kennedy's side have, like all clubs in the division, only taken to the field once so far this season. The Imps were held to a one-all draw with newly promoted Exeter City at Sincil Bank last weekend. As a result, sit 15th in the early League One standings. Last term, they finished 17th place and 12 points above the relegation zone. Can Pompey push on from last week's rollercoaster stalemate at Sheffield Wednesday, or will Lincoln City claim their first win of the new campaign? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A huge
3: thanks there to our very own Mason Jordan for providing a bit more of an insight into this weekend's opponents, Lincoln City. Dean, we were talking off air um, during the the previous ad break about Lincoln City and the sort of plight they've had over the last couple of years. Look, it's been an incredible journey coming up from a non-league scene Mm. through Danny and Nicky Cowley, winning the National League, winning the League 2 title, winning the EFL trophy, and even getting into the playoffs in League 1 as well. It's been quite a journey for them. There's no knocking that whatsoever. However, since the departure of Michael Appleton, finishing 17th in 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 the division last season, not too many big name signings to shout about this summer a one-all draw to a newly promoted side last weekend it's not looking great and it's a chance for Pompey to maybe take advantage of that a little bit
6: yeah from what I've heard from the Lincoln end Lincoln were poor last week Uh, could have easily lost that home game uh, against Exeter City I I, I look back at Kenny Jackett's era one of the games in lockdown when Lincoln came to Fratton Park on a Tuesday night and they, football-wise, they absolutely destroyed us. I thought they were a great side. And I think when Kenny, Kenny's job was uh, in the balance, I think Appleton was one of the names I quite fancied coming to Fratton Park after watching that football. But they're going to struggle this season. I think they're one of the clubs that are going to be down there. Poor start to the season last week, you could say, at home. Uh, and it's, it's there for the taking tomorrow.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget the Pompey fans tuning in back home. You can get in touch with the show between now and 7 o'clock. Excuse me, I'm going to need to go to get a drink in a second. I think that brings us to a perfect time to send us into our second and final ad break of this evening's show. The three of us will be back very, very shortly. And when we do return, we're going to take a listen to the pre-match thoughts of the gaffer, who is very much looking forward to tomorrow's return to Fratton Park.
5: We love playing at Fratton Park. There's no place I'd rather be in the world than Fratton Park at 3pm on a, on a Saturday. I thought the connection that we built with the supporters grew and grew last year. And, yeah, we're really excited about this group and seeing how this group can build on the work that we did last year more
3: from danny carley as well as myself jake smith dean adams and robbie thai when football hour returns after this
1: this is the football hour 93.7 express fm go by bus go greener with stagecoach
0: next stop a cleaner greener future Did you know
3: that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save
8: the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to to switchtobus.com.
1: This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM.
3: Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM supported by Stagecoach across the South. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to your area. Okay, let's hear from the Blues head coach Danny Cowley now. Matt Drabble caught up with the gaffer yesterday afternoon. First asking, what he will take from last weekend's free or draw with Sheffield Wednesday into tomorrow's meeting
5: with Lincoln City. I think for us always to learn, to learn when we when we win and and also to learn when we draw and we lose I think we anticipated a a really tough game at Sheffield Wednesday my media after say they had the best record in League One quite a few people did tell me they had the best record in the whole of England last year at home I don't know if that's true yeah
2: best time record in in all four divisions in all four
5: divisions so yeah you know that when you go to Hilda it's going to be tough we actually were pleased with our way in and then they scored with their first attack and there were little bits that we could have done better, but to be fair, it was a very, very good goal for them. And I think they just showed off the back of scoring what a good team they can be, and I think they found a rhythm, and we had to stay in there. And I think last year we might have conceded the second and then the third goal, which would have made it very difficult for us to respond. And sometimes you just have to see that period out, and I thought we did that, and actually going into half-time, I know people say the distinct difference between first half to second half, but actually at 30 minutes, we started to wrestle the control back. Started to put some passes together. And we actually went into half-time with a bit more control than what we had in the early part of the game. And yeah, second half, I just thought we played a bit braver. I thought we stepped onto them a little bit more. um, Gave them a little bit less time to maybe find their balls into the front that they were doing so successfully in the first half. And we started to play forward more. And sometimes when you start to punch back, you then, you know, you get your rewards. And it was brilliant to... You know, for us, when you consider the group pretty much thrown together, if you just think about it, you've gone... Michael Morrison just defied science by playing 90 minutes, really. Um, Sean Ragger hadn't played or played 45 minutes since, since our pre-season camp in Spain. The two forwards had never started a game together, so lots of lots of new partnerships, lots of new relationships. And, yeah, second half, I full, you know, to score and then... To concede so quickly after was so disappointing and then to react respond as well as we did and go goal goal and to get three two up and then you know to concede that third goal which was disappointing because we only had 10 men on the pitch at the time and um really frustrating for us um, so i don't think we can see that goal if we have 11 and then to respond again and have a, have a penalty which i don't know i think i've said a lot in my career it's one of the worst decisions i've ever seen but. I'm going to say it again because it was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. We spoke to Mike Jones, actually. I think he thinks I'm quite an intense guy. I don't know why he would think that, but I phoned him eight o'clock on Sunday morning. I've got to be fair to him. He did pick up and we spoke about it. He hadn't seen it back then, but he did phone me back and said, yes, I can see why you're disappointed. So he actually said, yeah, it was a a red card and a a pen away is what the decision should have been given. But it didn't get given, so we have to accept that and we have to move on.
2: You mentioned your two forwards there. Are you seeing relationships like the one that Colby Bishop and Joe Piggott demonstrate on Saturday? Are you starting to see those develop on the training pitch as well?
5: Well, they had not had much time going into that game because obviously you pick the players up in different places physically and for Colby because the plan I think for Atkinson was always to sell Colby in this window. He hadn't played so much. In the beginning of pre-season, so you then have that decision: do you train them and try to build the relationships and the tactical understanding, or do you get them playing and try to develop them physically? And we always try to develop them physically and try to get them to a level of fitness, because it doesn't matter how technically and tactically it it, it, it doesn't matter whether they are technically or. What their tactical understanding is. If they don't have the physical capabilities to implement it, it's, it breaks down. So he obviously Colby played 45 minutes against commentary and then went and played Barnet on the Tuesday. So that meant Joe and Colby were on different pathways really. And and yeah, so we didn't have much time to work on anything before Saturday. A little bit of work on the on the Thursday and Friday in the lead up. But of course, again, when you're travelling to Sheffield on the Friday, your, your Friday session is limited as well. So it's been good to have this week. And yeah, we've been able to uh, be able to make some good steps in the right direction, which hopefully we'll see the benefits of come, come Saturday.
2: Lincoln Saturday, then the first Tuesday night game of the season uh, the, uh, next week. I mean, is this when we start to see the benefit of the depth of your squad for the first time? Well, I think
5: we're still working on the depth of our squad, is the, is the honest truth. Um, I think it's great. Uh, we've got ten young ones, haven't we? So, so if you think about our squad at the moment, you're going from a 17-year-old in Toby Stewart. Then you have our first-year pros, which would be Harry, Wyatt, Alfie Bridgman, Dan Gifford. Then we have our second-year pros in Liam Vincent and Hadji. Then we have um, third-year pros in Jaden Reed, Jay Mingy and Zach Swanson. So that's nine of our own that are all under the age of 21. And then you think about having some of the best young players in the country and Josh Griffiths and Dane Scarlett, and that's 11, that are all under the age of 21. And it brings a real energy and enthusiasm on a daily basis. You know, they, they bring these qualities young players and yeah, it certainly makes, makes it a better place to come
2: to work. It's working on the depth of the squad, including sort of the search for that wide, direct, pacey player you've mentioned before?
5: Yeah, I think we would like to bring in a player that, can, that has that ball-carrying capability, that 1v1 domination. Yeah, I think it's something we'll really add to us.
2: And injury update, uh, Clark Robinson, is he only closer to, to coming back? J yeah. Reid, the likes of?
5: Yeah, Clark's made some good progress this week, so we're hopeful that he's going to be available Saturday. Um, and, yeah, Joe Earl continues with his... Um, continues with, with his back to play protocol so he's making, he's making good steps and so is Denver Hume.
2: And what sort of different problems will Lincoln pose you in comparison to Sheffield Wednesday? Well I think Lincoln are a, are a different
5: team to, to last year and are physically in a much better shape and when we watched them I thought that I was very impressed with their fitness. You now Ross Burby has gone in there from Rotherham um, and I thought they were significantly uh, fitter than, than, than what I saw, saw of them previously. I think they um, were more aggressive against the ball. I thought they, they pressed with more intensity. And, and yeah, we, we anticipate a, a really tough game. I think they're, they're a club that is very, very well run, it makes some really intelligent acquisitions in terms of their playing personnel, but also they have a, uh, an infrastructure and a, a group of people in their backroom team that allow them to um, maximise the players that they have available and in the building. And um, it's that infrastructure and how intelligently they are run that allows them to, to compete in this division like they do.
2: And coming back to play in front of the Fratton Faithful, how exciting is that for you and the team?
5: Absolutely. We love playing at Fratton Park. There, There's no place i'd rather be in the world than than, than frown park at 3 p.m on a, on a saturday um i thought the connection that we built with the supporters grew and grew last year um and yeah we're really excited about this group and seeing how this group can uh can can build build on the work that we did last year and for us we know that the, the impact and the effect the supporters can have on our on our performance. I don't think there is another group of supporters in League One that can that can influence the game like 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 the Portsmouth supporters. So um, yeah, we love playing at Fran and we're looking forward to being back there Saturday.
3: Great to hear how excited and enthusiastic. Danny Cowley is uh, is ahead of tomorrow's game, Robbie, referencing towards the end of that interview, talking about how the fans going to play a big part of this season, how he's excited to get that back, back down to PO4 because of the crowd that will be behind them. How important is it to have... It sounds like a daft question, I know, but how important is it to have such a good home form? Because a couple of seasons ago, under Kenny Jackett, the one that got um, curtailed due to the COVID um, outbreak in 2020, we, we went unbeaten throughout the entire campaign up until that point. Since then, it's been a little bit hit and miss.
7: Yeah, and it's, like you said, it's a daft question, but it is it is actually absolutely massive. You look at any team that's got promotion in any division of the English Football Leagues in the last couple of years and they're winning 75, 80% of their home games and they all have impeccable home records and if we can get to that kind of level and we all know like when, when Fratton Park is rocking there's no better ground to be in in the world than Fratton Park I think like you know 20,000 people everyone's getting behind the team the fans are on top of the pitch they're on the referees back they're on the opposition's back and it gives those players a lift and that's what I can't wait to see tomorrow is how the new signings and even like the likes of Marlon Pack coming in there will they play with the chest out will they demand the ball will they play up to that atmosphere uh, if you pardon the pun and, it's great to hear like what i take away from what danny is saying there is when he talks about players being on different pathways it feels like he believes that this team is only going to get better over the next couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and if that performance last week and the attack and prowess they showed despite all the new matchups was anything to go by we could be in for a really exciting season and i go back to the optimism i talked about at the top of the program it's just really really going to be exciting tomorrow to see how all this comes together and see the atmosphere that you guys and everyone there is going to provide
3: yeah and we just heard from Danny Carley as well Dean in regards to a bit of an injury update with the players that we've been missing over the last uh, couple of weeks and throughout the end of the, the pre-season uh, sort of tests uh, Clark Robertson is, is nearing his return which is great news as well again that might not be ready for tomorrow but to hear that he's uh, he's close to that return is fantastic news but you know big season for one particular player who I want to mention I've not had a chance to do so over the last couple of shows it's Jaden Reed um, came off with with a knock in in friendly towards the end of a pre-season campaign has been on the bench in another friendly since and we are hearing from uh, Dan George from Vavil he believes he will be back pretty soon as well but in regards to Jaden Reed, assuming he's not going to go out on loan assuming but he's, he's part of Danny Cowley's plans he's got a big point to prove after what was a, a really frustrating year for him last season with the injury
6: yeah, we've seen nothing of him at all, have we, really? He's, uh, the moment he came into the club, he's been injured. Uh, but the background of the player, he's, he's a really good young player, and it, it makes you look at, well, what's the pathway after under-18s? There's, there's no B-side, there's no under-21s, there's no under-23s. Uh, there's no pathway for them, and I think Danny said the pathway is sending those ones that are 18 and onwards out to non-league, and that is the pathway for the club. If Jaden meets fit... Don't forget, this season we've now got five subs. have not we? We've got ten subs per game, which I don't really agree with. I think that's crazy, but that's another matter. But to have five subs, you need a bigger subs bench, and those impact players like Jaden Reeds the Ronan Curtises, the players that have got the pace that can come in and change a game. If if you're nil-nil or you you need to get a goal back, those players can can come on and affect a game, and uh, we need those boys fit. Absolutely.
3: And also another player who might be able to take his chance this season, Robbie, uh, Liam Vincent, another player we've not seen too much of uh, since he's signed. But Liam Vincent, the left back, provides an option if he does again, if he does remain at the club. I don't know if Danny Cowley's got alternative um, arrangements for Liam Vincent. But again, another player who is, you know, I'm sure eager to prove a point to the Pompey fans.
7: Definitely. And like these players just need to get minutes under the belt. They just need to get out there and, you know, throw them in the deep end and see how they find their feet. Like, because we know they have the quality to play at this level. Danny wouldn't have kept them around the club if he didn't think that. And it's just about building their confidence and and seeing how they adapt to type of game we're trying to play and to the the play and actually senior football because it's all well and good you know send them down to, to non-league football and get minutes but like we've seen it record like it might, it might not always work out down there for one way or another and then mm. they come back to the club a little bit less confident so i'd just like to see maybe danny rotate during the, during the season when he can in the cups and give these lads minutes and of course you know with young players they can get on a run and get high high confidence and then all of a sudden they're becoming impact players off your bench in league one and that's exactly what we need we've talked about it throughout the show we need to have a d- deep squad we need lads to come in and step up to the plate
3: another player who fans will be eager to see more of very soon as well joe Morell of course missed the first game of the new season through injury as well and dan Mann says although obviously joe Morell is quality i don't think there is a need to rush him back when we've got pack and thompson who looked so good on Saturday and yeah what a luxury that is to have um, when even Joe Morrell might have questions into in getting over to this team or getting into this team rather thank you Dan man, for your message into the show couple of other pointers ahead of tomorrow's return to Fratton Park um, there is a new fan zone area which is going to be positioned uh, in the far better position behind the Fratton end rather than what was the north stand towards the end of last season. There'll be a DJ a hot dog cart and a beer cart as well as as an inflatable golf for kids and a mobile retail unit too There's an early bird offer in the kiosks around Fratton Park from between 1.30 and 2pm so get there early and get in uh, the drinks for quite cheap as well and the third kit, the new third kit is available to buy in the Pompey shop from tomorrow morning as well so a lot to look out for in and around Fratton Park because Pompey returned to PO4 for the first time this season. Okay, I think we've just about reached the time of the afternoon where we're going to gather in those all-important score predictions. And we're going to start off with... Dean Adams, Dean Pompey, back at Fratton Park, Lincoln City, they're the visitors. Who comes out on top?
6: I got distracted by your hot dog beer and an inflatable golden. uh, Uh, My (laughs) belly's rumbling already. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go an early goal and 4-0 written all
3: over it. 4-0 written all over it. Tom Chappell would be delighted. Thank you, Dean Adams. Robbie Fahey, how can you see this one unfolding? Will it be Pompey's first win of a new campaign?
7: Oh, it's a full house for me I think Lincoln are there for the take and I'm going to go less optimistic but 3-0 win early goal drink in the beer drink in the sun and uh, have a good day at it i say
3: that's what we love to hear. Thank you very much, Dean. Thank you to Robbie for providing them score predictions. Also, almost forgot to mention: very, very big uh, aspect of tomorrow's game. Pompey's north stand will have all of its seats available for two fans on Saturday. After a few years of health and safety issues, that is for the first time in more than a decade. So groundbreaking to hear that the north stand will have all seats available for the first time in nearly a decade. So all credit to everyone who's got that um, over the line and ready for tomorrow's game. OK, thank you, Dean Adams, for joining us on the show this evening. It's been a
6: pleasure. Cheers, Jake. Yeah, good, good show that was.
3: Thank you very much, Dean. And likewise to yourself, Robbie Farhi, joining from the Republic of Ireland. We look forward, Robbie, to seeing you in a couple of weeks, hopefully, when you come down to, to see a few games.
7: Yeah, I must uh, send out a couple of texts now and round up a few lads for uh, before the game and a bit of entertainment hopefully after the game. But I need to get over it.
3: (laughs) Thank you very much, Robbie. Thank you, Dean. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to the show this evening. Pompey Live is back on your airwaves tomorrow from two o'clock.
5: All the unmissable
1: action. This is...
0: Pompey Live. It was
3: a dramatic start to
0: Pompey's League One season on Saturday as they had to settle for a point in a thrilling 3 all draw with Sheffield Wednesday. On, he's taken all day, Chance goal. Header is going to go into the net. Hits it and scores. And Portsmouth have scored. Bishop, 3-2, Portsmouth. Loose in the box, Delhi Vashiro scores. Next up for the Blues, they return to Fratton Park to take on Lincoln.
3: Join us for all of the unmissable action tomorrow afternoon from 2.
0: Pompey
1: Live on Express FM
3: with Aqua Cars. That's right, the imps of Lincoln City are the visitors to Fratton Park for tomorrow's game in League One, match day number two of the new campaign. Join myself, host Robbie James and Pompey women's manager Jay Sadler who will be joining us for every Saturday match day throughout the entire campaign and will also have a feature interview with Blues legend and goalkeeper Alan Knight between 2 o'clock and kickoff, which is of course at 3pm. Commentary will come live from our colleagues at BBC Radio Solent from Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham who will see you through the entire match through until 5 o'clock and then we'll be on air until 6 with all of the post-game debrief. Okay, coming up on Express FM this evening, take a look. After 7 o'clock, Connor Mosley is back with Express floor Fitters heading deep into the early hours of Saturday morning. If you're up and about at 4am you can have a chance to listen back to this evening's instalments of the Footblower that will be replayed between 4 and 5. Mason Jordan's back with the early riser from 5 through until 8 before Ian McGuinness takes over with Saturday Breakfast. Adam Jenkins is sitting in for Lily Park between 11 and 2, which is of course when Pompey Live returns for the Blues. League One fixture against Lincoln City. Until then, Pompey fans, thank you very much for listening. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will hear from you again tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Take care. Connor's up next with Floor Finners. Good night.